Welcome back to the Squared Sports Podcast. On those, this podcast, Lane Frank, we're naps for idiots for 88 episodes. Throwing an ash-packed episode plan for you. Kevin Durant has decided to stay with the Brooklyn Nets. College football, week zero, the first official games of college football season are upon us. MLB playoff race heating up. Yankees versus Mets going on currently right now. Some surprise content you made sure to see later down in the episode. Stay tuned to this episode number 88. Let's hop into it. Now, start off episode number 88. How we always do with our headlines in the NBA. Kevin Durant, like I said in the intro, has rescinded his trade request. Yes, he met with Joe Sy. He met with Sean Marks. He met with Steve Nash. They brought all the big bucks out. They went to LA. They said, we're not giving you a contract extension. Even though this is usually what happens in these scenarios. Players request a trade. Then they get a contract extension. Then they say, hey, I'm good. But no, not here in the Kevin Durant situation. Kevin Durant's going to be Brooklyn Net for the next four years, it looks like. He's going to play with Kyrie Irving this season. He's going to play with Ben Simmons this season. I'm interested in seeing it. Are you, Kevin Durant, going to be a Brooklyn Net? Leave your thoughts in the comment section. Do you think this team can make the championship versus Los Angeles Lakers? We're just going to have to wait and see. But LeBron and the Lakers, good team. I talked to Darvin Ham so we can interview, which you're going to see later on in the episode. Darvin Ham said, yeah, we got Russ ready. We're going to talk with our medical staff. LeBron's not going to be on a minutes restriction. We're going to be a good squad this year. Russell Westbrook's getting a lot here the past few years. He's going to be good. LeBron, he's going to be good. We're going to sit down with the hell stuff. We're going to get it all through. And LeBron's going to play on no minutes restriction this season, and we're going to win a championship. That's all he said, Darvin Ham. And Darvin Ham, might be right right there. LeBron James and this Lakers squad doing pretty well right now. And there's rumors out there that Dov Mitchell may just be interested in being a Los Angeles Laker. And the Los Angeles Lakers also might be interested in that too. Los Angeles Lakers have the pieces to get done. They could give up Austin Reeves. They give up a lot of their picks. But all the Jazz want is so many first-round picks, especially for my New York Knicks. They wanted seven first-round picks. They wanted Obi Toppin. They want Emmanuel Quickly. They want Miles McGrath. And they want Quinn Grabs. And I said, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow your roll right there, Utah. Slow your roll, Danny Ainge. I would give up four first-round picks. Maybe it'll be topping, and maybe a mail quickly for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell gets us 15 more wins, maybe even 20. And this is a good roster here. But that's about the news in the NBA right there. Donovan Mitchell might still get traded, still in trademark, reinitiating talks with New York Knicks, Utah Jazz are, and Kevin Durant staying with the Brooklyn Nets. While LeBron, the Los Angeles Lakers, still more news to them. We'll talk about that later with the Darvin Ham interview, but... NFL is more there right now after we had a wild week of the preseason. Kayvon Thibodeau gets hurt. He's going to be out the first four weeks of the preseason, next four weeks of the preseason. That's a little bit rough right hit right there. It is because he might miss week one. He might miss week two. Giants say he's going to be back healthy, but you never know. Giants held staff that would have to wait and see on them. But Kayvon Thibodeau, a great player, tough to see right there. Daddy Moss, I don't think he should be getting the hate he's getting right now. Kayvon Thibodeau chose to go down low, which he probably shouldn't have done. I mean, if a DB goes down low like that, they're getting fined. They're getting a penalty right there. Kayvon Thibodeau, though his deed line he's not getting that just interesting stuff there from Thaddeus Moss I don't think he should be getting this much hate right here Kayvon Thibodeau hurt for the first two weeks of the season move over to the Giants NFC East rival the Washington Commanders Chase Young gonna be missing the, at least the first four games and then fell season put on PUP list so he tore his ACL last season people were saying oh he tore his ACL he'll be back next season we'll be all good but he also apparently tore his patella, ruptures the patella, actually. So the interesting scene right there, rupturing his patella and tearing his ECL. So he's going to be out the first few games this 2022 season. Do you think Chase Young could ever train to a superstar player again? We're just going to have to wait and see. But Chase Young going to start out the season on the injured reserve. Matt Corral is going to be out for the whole entire season. Now, Matt Corral probably wasn't going to play much this season because they got Baker Mayfield, they got Sam Darrell, but say somebody gets COVID, say somebody gets hurt, and then that's Matt Corral's chance. But no, feel bad for Matt Corral. The foot injury going to be out for the rest of the season. Matt Corral going to be out. Now, Trey Lance, our bike, while I talked to Jerry Rice about this week, Jerry Rice said, yeah, Trey Lance, they made the right decision. They chose Terry Lance over Garoppolo, and I like that decision. So we're just going to have to wait and see. Trey Lance 
that's a good player. But he's been playing pretty well in the preseason so far. We're just going to have to wait and see. Do you think Trey Lance can turn into an NFL superstar caliber quarterback? We're just going to have to wait and see. Leave your answer in the comment section. Let's forward to MLB where we got a bunch of news. Okay. I went to the Dodgers-Marlins game this weekend. The Marlins were playing on Saturday night against the Dodgers. It was Walker Buehler night, and they could not get anything done. First pitch of the game, Dustin Mays, first pitch back from Tommy John surgery, gives up one hit through the whole entire start, goes six innings. The only hit, first pitch of the game, Joey Wendell. That's amazing right there. They got Walker Buehler after the rest of the season. He had Tommy John again right now. So they thought it wasn't going to be Tommy John, end up being Tommy John. That's the second time he's had Tommy John in his career. That's a little bit interesting right there. But again, Dustin May back here, buddy. Dustin May pitched lights out. They get Will Smith in home run. They get Justin Turner hitting home run. They get Mookie Betts getting RBIs. Then they win 8 to nothing. Then the next day, they go out there and they go up against the NL Cy Young, pretty much candidate, pretty much going to win it, Sandy Alcantara, and they blow him up. Inflate his ERA at 2.19. Now, that's interesting right there. We're just going to have to wait and see on if Sante Alcantara can still win the Cy Young. Maybe it could be Tyler Anderson. Maybe it could be Tony Gonzalez right now. Maybe it could be even be Clayton Kershaw if he comes back and pitches a lot more innings. We're just going to have to wait and see. But this is wild stuff right here from the Los Angeles Dodgers. I think it's unfair. I think they're the best team in baseball right now. It's not even close. I like my New York Mets squad so much, but I don't think they can be the Los Angeles Dodgers at this moment in a seven-game series. I think they could come close, but I really don't think they would win. I think the Los Angeles Dodgers, and that pains me to say it right there. Los Angeles Dodgers are an elite team, everybody, in my opinion. Two more things we'll talk about in the headlines right here. Adley Rushman is tearing things up for the Baltimore Orioles. Baltimore Orioles, wow, what a more perfect team that could have been for the Little League World Series game. That was such a perfect team to be in that Little League World Series game. Yeah, Adley Rushman, you got so many great players. That was such a great game. Red Sox could not get the job done. This Orioles squad has a better record than New York Yankees do since May 31st, since Adley Rushman has been called up. Put that in perspective right there. The Baltimore Orioles, since calling up Adley Rushman, have more wins than the New York Yankees. Have a better record than New York Yankees. I went to a Baltimore Orioles game earlier in the season in about early May, and they couldn't do much. They got blown out by Minnesota Twins. I said, oh, this team's getting none of their number one pick. Nope. They called up the number one pick from 2019, Adley Rushman, and they've been tearing things up so far. But no guy who's not tearing things up right now, Josh Hader. But Josh Hader maybe going to lose that closer role pretty soon. And the entire Padres locker room said, hey, that was kind of a weird thing to happen when we trade for Josh Hader. We gave up Denise Lamette. We gave up Taylor Rogers, who was trying to get things figured out right there. It was a little bit of an interesting thing right there. Taylor Rogers still had second most saves in the MLB. But it was just an interesting deal for us. And then Josh Hader going out there, being terrible so far. San Diego Padres. He's taking a step back, which is a good thing to do by Bob Melvin. Interesting stuff right there. Leave your thoughts in the comment section. So I had a really special opportunity last Friday night to go to the Pump Dinner event hosted by Dave and Dana Pump every year. We got these amazing athletes going every year. They had Darvin Ham this year, Lakers coach. They had Jerry Rice. They had Ray Lewis being honored. They had Ken Golden being honored. They had so many amazing athletes being honored. Ozzy Smith, who I also got an interview. Oscar De La Hoya. I got to interview so many amazing athletes. Vince Young. We're going to see all these interviews later on in the episode. But I just want to give special thanks right here to Dave and Dana Pump. What amazing foundation they have. The Harold and Carol Pump Foundation. Just amazing stuff right there. I've been going to the Pump Dinner for years. Great family friends. But last I went to this, took pictures with Stephen A. Smith, LaDainian Thompson, all these guys. The pump said, David Pump said this year, hey, let's put you on the red carpet. We got all these amazing interviews. I interviewed LaDainian Thompson, read all these guys. Just wanted to give a quick shout right there, introducing what the Pump Dinner is, what the Pump Foundation is, getting on that red carpet this year. Just special thanks to David and Dana Pump for that. So 
So, one of the first interviews we have in here, Jerry Rice, legendary NFL wide receiver. You could say he's the greatest wide receiver of all time. You're going to have to see Jerry Rice's answer on that. He talks about whether Trey Lance is the fit for the 49ers. He talks about a lot more things in this interview. Jerry Rice, here's my interview with him. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back with legendary NFL wide receiver Jerry Rice. Jerry, thanks for doing this interview. Oh, it's great to be here, man. Of course, yeah, thank you. So, a lot of NFL players say that you're the greatest wide receiver of all time. Do you believe you're the greatest wide receiver of all time? <laughs> I would never think I'm the greatest of all time. I just got an opportunity to play a great game where I could, uh, you know, just bring so much excitement to so many lives. Now, I'd really say you're the greatest of all time, but... Uh, <laughs> all right, let's, well, all right. I appreciate you saying yeah. I'm the of all time. So you're a former team, the 49ers. What do you think of their direction right now with Trey Lance? Do you think they maybe should have stuck with Garoppolo, or do you think Trey Lance is the real deal? I think Trey Lance is ready to go, and, you know, you win championships with defense. So, uh, you know, that's my philosophy, and Trey Lance got a lot of weapons around him, and he's going to have a great year. Yeah, I mean, coming from North Dakota State, I really think you need that one year on the bench, and now he's just going to be great, I think, this season for the 49ers. Yeah, you know, with uh, the strong arm, the mobility, uh, and also it's like defensive coordinators, they got a plan for this guy because yeah. he's not afraid to take it down and run. So, uh, you know, extending plays. So it's going to be an exciting season. All right, last question I got okay. for you right here. Who's the toughest DB or cornerback you've ever had to face like in your DBs. career? I don't like cornerbacks. I don't like none of those. Probably Deion Sanders and then uh, Daryl Green. All right, prime time, Deion Sanders, toughest person I've faced. Thank you, Jerry. Okay, thank you. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Now, we have legendary Texas football quarterback Vince Young, where he talks about the future of Texas football. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here with legendary Texas quarterback Vince Young. Vince, thanks for doing this interview. Thank you. How you doing, buddy? Perfect. Uh, what do you think of Texas announcing Quinn Ewers their starting quarterback today? Uh, I don't know. We're going to find out. <laughs> I'm happy yeah. for him, but I know uh, I know them about them two guys was out there battling for the for the job, so it's good that we got a designated guy for, for, for now. Yeah, Hudson Carr's star quarterback, and the only sophomore eligibility. You got Malik Murphy, freshman eligibility, Quinn, sophomore, and then Arch Manning coming in next year. What do you think the future of Texas football with all these quarterbacks? Yes. It's gonna go up and up. So we got we got the leaderships in the uh, in the, uh, the position room. So that's the good part about it. All right, last question I got for you: Week two versus Alabama at home. Give me your prediction. Texas wins. By, right. Texas win by three points. You heard it here first. Vince Young thinks Texas wins versus Alabama week two. All right, thanks, Vince. Now we have Bill Walton, Pac-12 commentator on ESPN right now, commentating Pac-12 games. At former NBA player, here's my interview with him. All right, Squirt Sports fans, back here with Bill Walton, NBA legend. Bill, thank you. What's your name? My name is Lane Frank. It's my podcast, Squirt Sports. Lane? Lane Frank. It's my podcast. You have two first names. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I guess I do. Okay. <laughs> and what are we talking about today? Schoolyard sports. Yeah, that's my... I started playing sports when I was eight <laughs> years old in fourth grade. Yeah, same with me. I mean, I just... Love sports. Yeah, me too. I've loved, yes. I love watching college basketball. I love watching you commentate college basketball games. Really? Of course. You're not old enough to stay up that late. Eh. Come on. I can, though. What's the best game you've ever commentated before? The funniest thing you've, you've done on camera? I don't live in a qualitative binary decision-making world. Okay. I don't rank, rate, and compare everything. Okay. I have been commentating professionally, I guess, for 32-plus uh, years, except for the years that I was injured and unable to work. And I love my job, and there's been so many memorable moments, so many phenomenal teammates as broadcast partners, and then uh, so many wonderful teams and coaches and games and platforms and it's a dream come true. I'm having the time of my life 
Lane Frank. Thank you. Yeah, I'd love to have you on my show one time. Thank you really? so much. What kind of show do you have? I just do a sports podcast every week, talk about college basketball. Every anything. week? Yeah, I've done 87 of these so far, so I've been okay. doing it for a while. How old are you? Are you? I'm 14. I'm 14. 14, okay. So I've been doing it since I was 12. Well, you're doing a great job Thank here. Thank you. Yeah, of yeah. course. Just want to be a broadcaster like you one day. Really? Yeah. Thank well, you. okay. Yeah. Right, Welcome to... Schoolyard. Welcome to Schoolyard Sports. I'm Bill. This is Lane Frank. I'm not sure which of his names is his first name. Lane. Is it Frank Lane or Lane Frank? It's Lane Frank. We're signing off. You have two first names. I do. I guess I do. Oh All right. Perfect interview. We're having fun here. We're signing off. More interviews to come, Squared Sports fans. Now we have Taco Fall, the tallest player to ever play in the NBA. We get a couple good things from him right here. Taco Fall. All right, Squared Sports fans, we're back at the pump there with the tallest player, tallest person I've ever met, Taco Fall right here. So I was talking to Mamadou earlier. He said he can beat you one-on-one. -on -one. What do you have to say right there? Do you truly believe that? No, you're in the NBA. Thank you. So that answers the question already. I'll need to say it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. All right, I got a question right here. That NBA dunk contest in 2019, what happened? What? Just give me your, give me the full thoughts, give me the full truth. Um, I think it was a good dunk contest, probably one of the best yeah. dunk contests. Uh, Do you think Aaron I think, deserved to win? Yeah, I think Aaron should have won. I mean, yeah, I think just people thought, like, the hunch over everything like that was why, but he cleared a seven, I mean, how tall are you, seven foot six? Yeah. Of course. Last question I got for you right here. Am I the shortest person to ever interview you? No. No, you're not. Oh, wow. Am I the youngest person? Yeah, I'm 14 years old. I'm 14. Thank you, yeah. Thank you so much for this interview talk. Now we have Matt Barnes, former NBA player, currently on ESPN. He gives his thoughts on some things going on in the NBA. All right, Squirt Sports fans, we're back here with former NBA player, ESPN analyst, Matt Barnes right here. Matt, thanks for doing the interview. No problem, man. How you doing? Good. All right, first question I got for you right here. Kevin Durant and the state of the Brooklyn Nets right now. Just give me give me all your thoughts on it. Is he going to be a Sixers? Is he going to be anything? What's the state of the Brooklyn Nets right now? I think he's going to stay in Brooklyn because it's too hard to trade him. And hopefully Kyrie prioritizes playing basketball and Ben Simmons is healthy. And they're going to be a really good team, I feel like. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just going to be interesting to see what everything that goes on. But another question I got for you right here. Who's the most overrated player in the NBA? <laughs> uh, I don't want to get you in trouble, but that's a trick question. I mean, to me, everyone who who has a uniform on and, and plays in the league, they've only 5,000 people have ever played in. To me, can't be overrated. So right. people might be overpaid, but not overrated. What about a player who thinks undervalued? How about that? I think someone like Draymond Green is undervalued. He's been doing such a great job under the radar. It's not always about numbers with him, but uh, you know, he's a key part of every championship they've had. Uh, you've played on a few teams. What was like the best experience you had with any team? Like a particular season, particular anything? Um, getting a chance to play with Kobe was great. Uh, getting a chance to play with the uh, uh, Warriors and win a championship was great. Playing with Lob City was great. So I had a, I had a great time my entire career. Of course, yeah. Thank you for doing this interview. No problem, man. Good luck with your show. Now we have Ladainian Thompson, maybe the greatest running back of all time. He says who the greatest defensive player of all time is. All right, Sports fans, we're back with one of the greatest NFL running backs of all time, and Ladainian Thompson right here. Thanks for joining us, LT. Absolutely. Thank you. Of course. So obviously you played for the Chargers pretty much your whole entire career. What do you think of the Chargers' current state right now in L.A. with Justin Herbert, moving off from Phillip Rivers? Do you think Justin Herbert and his team can make the playoffs this year? Oh, absolutely. I, you know, we have a uh, – on paper, we have a, a great team, obviously. Um, you know, and Justin is at that point where he's entering into superstar world right now, um, and the supporting cast is around him. 
And, you know, obviously it's a tough division. AFC West has always been tough, but I like our chances. When you play with the Chargers, when you guys had Drew Brees, do you think if you kept on the Drew Brees, you wouldn't want a Super Bowl? Um, well, that's, you know, that's hypothetical. You know, I, I don't really like to, to talk in hypotheticals, but I, I'll tell you, you know, both Drew and Phillip were, were great quarterbacks, and, you know, we had our chances. We just didn't get lucky enough. Of course. So last question I got for you right here. Who's the best defensive player you've ever got to go up against? Oh, no doubt. It's Ray Lewis, you know. He, He's here tonight, I think, yeah. Yeah, that's my guy. But uh, he was a beast, man. Going up against him, we had some great battles. Of course. Thanks for doing this interview, LT. Now we have all-pro, legendary, Hall of Fame linebacker Ray Lewis. His thoughts on who's the greatest quarterback of all time. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, we're back with all-pro, all-time linebacker Ray Lewis right here. Ray, thanks for doing the interview. Yeah, man, thank you. Okay, so I was talking to LT earlier. He said he's the, you're the best defense player he's ever had to face. Is LT the best running back you've ever had to face? Yeah, LT, yeah. LT is probably in the top two, three. Easy. He's He was special, man. That jump, that jump cut he had was absolutely incredible. So, LT was tough. Now, last question right here. Who's the football GOAT in your opinion? Is it Brady? Is it you? Is it Jerry Rice? There's no, there's no GOAT, right? There's a there's a GOAT in every era. I agree with that. But there's no GOAT, right? Because... I agree with that. Yeah, it's apples and oranges. Okay. You can't compare what we've done in the 70s to what we've done in the 90s, What about right? the best quarterback you had to face? Whew. Listen, man, the toughest quarterback I probably had to face was probably Peyton. Okay, yeah. Like preparing for preparing, preparing for Peyton every week, it was crazy. More than Brady? Yeah, it was a it's a different thing. Yeah. It's a different thing. Peyton is a different animal. Perfect. Thanks yeah, for doing that. Now we have Mamadou, another extendingly tall, seven foot five basketball player. He says he can beat Taco Fall in a one on one matchup. All right, Squirrel Sports fans, back here at the pump there. I got the tallest, one of the tallest people in the world, Mamadou, right here to interview. All right, Mamadou, I know you met Taco Fall the other day. What was that like, meeting somebody? Is he taller than you, Taco Fall? He does taller than me a little bit. He's like a 7'6". I'm basically 7'5", but he's a big boy. I think he's going to be here later. Yeah, I think he's here right now. I think I saw him a couple of times. Oh, really? okay. Yeah. Okay. If you play Taco one-on-one, -on -one, who would win? Oh, I'm going to beat his ass. Okay. Yeah. Taco <laughs> Fall. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Mamadou says he can beat Taco Fall one-on-one -on -one right here. All right, last question right here. Am I the shortest person who's ever interviewed you? The shortest person ever interviewed me might be you. Yeah, I think it, I think yeah. it, I think, I think it definitely might be. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm only 14 years old, but yeah. Sure. All right, yeah. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I appreciate of course, it. Of course. Now we have Lakers coach Darvin Han on his thoughts on the upcoming Lakers season. All right, Scores Sports fans, we're back here with new Lakers head coach, Darvin Ham, right here. All right, yes, Darvin, first question. What's the switch going to be like Giannis to LeBron, two different skill sets? What's, what's been what's been constant meters and a little bit differences right there? It's really like, it's not even a passing of the torch. LeBron is still highly active, highly engaged, highly competitive, and highly skilled. So it's really not a difference, as you heard Giannis say himself. That's the guy he looks up to. He patterns his whole trajectory after. So we're, we're, we're looking forward to uh, coaching LeBron, myself, my whole staff, everybody just want to put him in a great space in order for him to make history once again. Of course. What's like the main plan for Westbrook this season? Just the ultimate thing after all. Just for him to come in and, and be his competitive self. Yeah. You know, it, it's, it's crazy because, you know, he's gotten a bad rap, but at the end of the day, you know, 
what's done is done. Yeah. He played well. He was durable last year. You know, they had different people in and out the lineup dealing with injuries and COVID. And, but we're here now. It's a new day. It's a new day. You got to let me answer the question if you're going to ask me a question, right, man. Yeah. It's a new day. Russ is going to kick ass this year. Of course. Last question I got for you right here. Is LeBron going to be on any sort of miss, workload, anything like that this season? Restriction? And, uh, no restrictions. I mean, we're going to sit down as a group with our medical staff, with our strength and conditioning team. And uh, us as a coaching staff, we're going to put together a plan so we can get stronger as the season gets longer. And absolutely, load management goes into that. Minutes management goes into that. And, uh, again, we got to take care of our players. So when it comes to March, April, May, June, we're playing our best basketball. Of course. Appreciate this interview so much. Thank you, sir. Now we have legendary Cardinal Ozzie Smith. His thoughts then will be shift. All right, Scores Sports fans, back at the pump dinner here with MLB legend, Ozzy Smith. Ozzy, thanks for doing this interview. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me. All right, first question I got for you. What do you think the MLB taking out the shift starting soon? <laughs> well, you know, I don't know if that's fair or not. You know, um, to me, it just speaks to guys' inability to do things. You know, I shouldn't be punished from a defensive standpoint uh, because a guy doesn't have the ability to hit the ball the other way. What do you think about, like, the current state of MOB? Like, Tatis getting suspended, kind of just, like, players bat flipping more, more celebrations, a little bit more cockiness than MLB? You know, it's, it's unfortunate uh, that a player of his caliber uh, has gotten suspended. But, you know, we all know the rules, and, um, you know, you got to abide by the rules. So uh, as we go forward here, hopefully he'll learn from it and, uh, you get to see him play a lot more. Yeah, I mean, this is the second time we've seen this from Tatis, him breaking his wrist, now steroids and everything. So thank you for joining me, Ozzy. Anything right. you want to add? No, that, that's it. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so you just saw those amazing interviews with all those amazing people in sports, and thank you to all those people who took those interviews with me. I hope you enjoyed watching those interviews. Again, thank you to the Pump Foundation, Dave and Dana Pump, for putting me on the red carpet this year, getting to view all those amazing guys. We still got an episode, dear everybody. Stay tuned for the rest of Squared Sports episode number 88. Now, I didn't know everybody this week's team knows. Did you know Jameis Winston, New Orleans Saints quarterback, and now towards ACL last season, he's been in the NFL for 16 so far. Every single year, his last pass attempt has resulted in a touchdown. It's either been by the other team, like it was with his last pass to Tampa Bay Buccaneers, resulting in Atlanta Falcons pick six, or like last year in the New Orleans Saints, where he threw a touchdown his last pass attempt for tearing his ACL the next draft. So, interesting thing right there. Didn't know that. Leave that in the comment section. That's about for didn't know this week. So it's that time of year, everybody. You're probably doing your fantasy football drafts this weekend or this week, everybody. And you need to think of who are the top players that should draft. Well, I got you covered. I'm going to give you my top two quarterbacks, my top running backs, my top two receivers, my top two tight ends, my top two defenses, and my top two kickers. Let's hop into who are my top two quarterbacks, everybody. My top two quarterbacks are Justin Herbert. I really think it won MVP season. When you saw in that Ladane and Thompson interview, he said, well, you know, Justin Herbert's entering that superstar phase of his career now. And I really think he is. Justin Herbert is the best quarterback. He might even win MVP season. I think for fantasy football, he's going to get the most touchdowns in the NFL season over Aaron Rodgers, over Tom Brady. I really think he's the best. My second quarterback right here would be Lamar Jackson. He's going to get those rushing yards. He's going to get you those touchdowns. I really think it would be Lamar Jackson. That's more for running backs. The two with maybe the most important position in face football. That's my question right there. What's more important in face football? 
running backs, wide receivers. Leave your answer in the comment section. But my top two running backs are Jonathan Taylor and Austin Eckler. But Jonathan Taylor was the best running back in face football last year, and Austin Eckler was just amazing last season there. But he had the receiving yards, he had everything. I'm not putting Christian McCaffrey right here, I'm not putting Derrick Henry right here. Those are my two running backs. Wide receiver now, but wide receivers would be Cooper Cup and Jamar Chase, everybody. So say you have the fifth pick in your draft and Cooper Cup goes one, you have Christian McCaffrey going two, you have John Taylor going three, you have Austin Eckler going four, thinking, who do I draft? I think Jamar Chase would be that next possible solution right there. The fifth best player in fantasy football for the season, I think, would be Jamar Chase. And obviously, Cooper Cup is either one or two. Give me your opinion in the comment section. But those are my top two receivers. Now, tight ends there. But my top two tight ends would be Travis Kelsey, who's going to be Mahomes' number one target season, and George Kittle. But George Kittle is going to help out Traylon so much. He might have a few down games, but he's also going to have those games where he has two, three touchdowns and gets you 30 points there. But that's the type of player George Kittle is. So you get those easy receptions. I like George Kittle as my tight end. Those are my two tight ends right there. Now, my top two defenses. They would be the 49ers and the Indianapolis Colts. But Indianapolis Colts have now Shaquille Leonard. They lost their defense coordinator, Matt Eberflus, who is now the head coach of the Chicago Bears. But it's still a good defense there. But DeForest Buckner, Kenny Moore, this is great. I mean, Rocky Sin, this is just a great secondary, in my opinion. Great. They're going to get you interceptions. They're going to get you touchdowns. I really like this Indianapolis Colts defense right here. And San Francisco 49ers defense. Nick Bosch is going to be fully back healthy. And Fred Warner, I'm interested to see his team. 49ers and Colts, my top two defenses. And to round it out, my top two kickers. I had Evan McPherson last season, who was my kicker. Kicker, who had the most points by any kicker last season in fantasy football. And obviously, Justin Tucker's going to be right there. So those are my top two kickers for fantasy football. That's my all-school year sports, all-pro fantasy football app to get you ready for your NFL fantasy football draft. Stay tuned. Now, College Bowl Showcase, everybody. Now, it's my, not my most excited event for college football showcase, even though it is week zero, everybody. We have college football games this weekend. We have Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland for the first time in, I don't know, whatever. Big Ten matchup in Ireland. Oh, I'm excited to see this right here. I'm going to wake up on that Saturday morning and say, oh, we got college game day on. We got college football on for the next three months. It's that time of year, everybody. Next week, we got our college football special. Week one, we're going to talk about everything you need in my top 25. I know I said get my top 25 this week. What do you want to see next week? Where all the teams announced their starting quarterbacks. That'll be more exciting in my opinion. Texas has announced Quinn Ewers as a starting quarterback over Hudson Card. That's some good information right there. But Nebraska versus Northwestern. Let's pick this game right here to round out College Bowl Showcase. I got the Corn Oscars win this one in Ireland. And then Casey Thompson takes over. It's going to be a close game. But I think Scott Frost gets a good win. Now, this is going to help his team, in my opinion. It's going to give him some morale. Scott Frost has been saying weird stuff all week. He's saying, oh, our offensive line coach is reporting that 15, 20 players are just getting sick after practice from the workouts we've been doing. That's a little bit interesting right there. Scott Frost, why are you overworking your players? Scott Frost, if he doesn't win this season, he's out. But I think he wins the season. I think he wins at least eight games. We're going to have to win. He doesn't beat Michigan, doesn't beat Ohio State, doesn't beat Michigan State, doesn't beat those juggernauts. Maybe he could have a shot with Wisconsin. I mean, their scoring margin last season was just insane. They blew out Northwestern last season. I expect to see a good game this season. I don't know what Northwestern's going to be starting quarterback. I think it's going to be Ryan Helensky. We're going to have to wait and see. Nebraska takes this one over Northwestern. That's College Bowl Showcase Week Zero. Oh, I'm excited. Stay tuned.
Now, Squirt Sports Scream, everybody. And I appreciate you, the fans, for the way we've been doing on Squirt Sports Scream so far. We had Heidi Syndergaard replying in the Noah Syndergaard one, the first one ever. We had RJ Young maybe putting in a report last week saying that our video got taken down for abusive behavior. We appealed it, and it got right back up there. I think RJ Young was the one who put that out there. I can't say for certain, but we're thinking it's RJ Young for now to boost our spirits. But yeah, we got... Squirt Sports Scream this week. I don't think Rob Manfred's going to reply to this one. We're just going to have to wait and see. Let's see if the Squirt Sports community can rally behind us. But Rob Manfred, this week's Squirt Scream is coming at you, my guy. This is coming at you because Dodgers are the greatest team of all time. It seems like every hitter they have has won a gold glove. They've won a silver slugger. They've won an MVP. seems like every pitcher's up for a Cy Young. It's just outstanding, everybody. It's terrible to see, in my opinion. I mean, it seems like every good MLB player or most good MLB players grow up in California. You got Freddie Freeman growing up in California. You got Dustin May. I mean, it's just tough right here. But a lot of the good Dodgers grew up in California. A lot of the good MLB players grew up in California. They want to come to the Dodgers. They want to come there. They don't want to go see that. They don't want to go play for the Athletics. They don't want to go play for the Padres. They don't want to go play for the Angels. They don't want to go play for the Giants. They want to play for the Dodgers. And there needs to be a salary cap that will be, in my opinion. And Rob Manfred, I blame this all on you. You're my Squirt Sports Scream recipient this week. That's why I have a Squirt Sports Scream this week. Leave it down in the comment section. Now, best flowers question. This week's question is, is Albert Pujols the greatest player of all time? Now, I've always said Hank Aaron is the greatest player of all time. You can say it's Barry Bonds, but if we're using steroids, yeah, it's Barry Bonds, but Barry Bonds used steroids. Hank Aaron, I always thought, never did steroids, never did anything bad. He wasn't tainted at all. I always thought he was the greatest player of all time. But seeing Terry Albert Pujols has been on so far, I really don't know. Leave your answer in the comment section. These are maybe the two greatest players ever. Not take care It's not any of their legacy tarnished. You got Pete Rose, legacy tarnished from all the betting. You got Mark McGuire, legacy tarnished. You got Barry Bonds, legacy tarnished. Yeah, interesting stuff right there. Who is the greatest player of all time? It is Albert Pujols, everybody. Leave your answer in the comment section. Can he reach 700 home runs in his career? That's another question. Leave that answer in the comment section. That's the question of this week. That's the for Squirt Sports. Lane Frank, episode 88. Thank you for tuning in. Follow Squirt Sports on Instagram at Squirt Sports. Follow Squirt Sports on TikTok at Squirt Sport. Follow Squirt Sports on Twitter at Squirt Sport. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, view for the best sports content in the world. We'll be back here next week, episode 89. Stay tuned.